0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back. We're coming up on 904 here on a uh, Tuesday morning. And it is always an honor to have the the voice of the Eagles for a very long time, Mr. Merrill Reese. I learned so much from him in the Q&A that is uh, currently out in Philly Mag. And he is with us right now. Hi, Merrill. Hi, Ange. How are you? I've known you, what, 40 years, right, Merrill? At least. And, and <laughs> I did not know a lot of this stuff that I want to ask you about in a couple of minutes, but I need sure. to take your temperature on the Eagles. Merrill, I'm going to put my cards right on the table, and some of it is affected by you and Mike Quick listening to you do a great job all season of the Eagles game. I'm not thrilled with either of the coordinators. Are you?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think very highly of both of them. I think they're both very, very bright guys, and I think that people are always, always critical of a defensive coordinator. I mean, I remember when they used to scream about Sean McDermott, and look how he's doing as the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. But uh, I, th- I think they're both very, very bright, capable people, both Cannon and Steichen.
1: You know what it is, Merrill? Um, when Merrill, uh, Mike Quick especially, When these receivers are open and Mike is talking about a soft zone and he does it pretty much every game, it reinforces my concerns about Gannon. They're not, you know, you were here for Jim Johnson. You were here for some highly aggressive defenses. That is not this defense, is it? But the key is, Angelo, points.
2: Points Mm. given up. And the Eagles have been near or at the top all year. Mm. That's the key. How many points do you give up? And Jim Johnson used to tell me, and he said then when they didn't pass as much, that if you can hold an opponent to 17 points, you've done a great job defensively.
1: You know what? I'm, I'm going to make a broader statement here. Most of the opinions I have expressed this year are a direct result of listening to Mike and Merrill. Merrill, here's another one. I want them to take the ball first. That's coming directly. <laughs> directly from you, is it That's not? That's me. Yep. <laughs> Mel, yep. You're right. I want the ball first. Well, I, I,
2: especially, you know, I, and of course it worked out because they stopped the Giants one, two, three, 2 3 and then went to work offensively and built a nice lead. But it's always my feeling when Jalen Hurts came out of the tunnel last week and everybody was roaring, I thought how great would it be to get him the ball immediately and have him march downfield. And that happened twice this year when they lost the toss. Uh, on the Monday night but get, night game against the Vikings, they came out and scored a touchdown. And the same at, Gi- uh, at MetLife against the Giants there. So I, I guess I'm old school. I know they all talk about analytics. And supposedly you get the ball one more time if you defer. But I, I still love to see the offense on the field first.
1: All right. And let me give you another example of what I love about Marilyn Mike, and how it has colored my judgment doing this show. They are very, very straightforward in analyzing bad calls by the refs, right? I mean, <laughs> Merrill, you guys are great at this. Here's an example I haven't even played yet of this stupid call on an out-of-bounds play Sunday. Listen to this. will be added to the end of the play. Automatic. Oh, that's a ridiculous down. call. Yeah, TJ is letting up to try and make sure that he doesn't hit him, but... He gets tripped up by TJ, and that's the call that's made. That is a ridiculous call. I love it. (laughs) Merrill, do you ever get feedback from the team or the league for being critical of the officials? No, I haven't. I I honestly haven't. And and I'm critical both ways. I mean, if the Eagles
2: benefit from a bad call, I will still say that they were lucky. You know, we say what we see. I mean, I still, two weeks ago, I still, there was a touchdown scored by uh, Kenneth, uh, uh, Kenneth Goodwell where Gamewell, where he scored the touchdown, they called a holding yeah. on uh, the Landon Dickerson. That was a, pan- a perfect executed pancake block, and Gamewell went for a 20-yard touchdown, and they called it back.
1: Hey, Mel, what about uh, the touchdown Sunday? Uh, with, I think it was they said Dickerson was downfield. The ball was at the two, and they snapped it. Yeah, how can you be downfield from the two yard
2: line? I, I've never seen that.
1: I've never and, seen and that.
2: And that negated a beautiful touchdown pass uh,
1: from Hertz. Absolutely. Here's the thing, though. Let's talk about Hertz for a second because you've seen a lot of quarterbacks and you've seen them develop. Where, where are you right now in Jalen Hurts? How do you feel about him? Oh, I think he's great. I think he's the
2: MVP. And I think he'll be fine for the playoffs. I think. Now, when we go back to this Sunday, don't forget, they really. They really reduced his repertoire. One of the things that he did so well this year and scored a bunch of touchdowns on was the quarterback draw. Yeah, They took that out. That didn't exist this week because it would have been putting him at risk. I thought they handled it very intelligently. When Instead of running 10 yards, as he would often dash, he'd slide down after three. He played within the, the framework that they set up, and I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a... Top five quarterback and Angelo, I have loved him since I saw him at Oklahoma. I watched him at Alabama, but when I watched his year at Oklahoma, I was I thought this was a terrific quarterback and I have been one hundred percent behind him since the day he arrived.
1: If you're not, you're not paying attention because he's got everything. he's got talent, he's got commitment, he's got character. He's a phenomenal player, Merrill. We're all on he the, is. We're on the same page. Now here's the thing when I was reading this secure uh, I loved it, Merrill, because you're an interesting man to begin with. So you are uh, around 80 right now, and you still have a photographic memory. That's mind-boggling to me. You still remember stuff from when you were uh, much younger.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and to be honest with you, to, to memorize a roster takes me about 15 or 20 minutes. That's it. The, the numbers
1: each week. Wow. So, we and like, when an opponent's coming in, you have to – do you, you – at one time, your wife had flashcards, correct? She still does. Cindy still walks around with flashcards. And do you still prepare in the bathtub? No, no. That you that. I've given that. up the bathtub. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, that's good to hear. All right, no more bathtub. But here's what I didn't know anything about. Like you've been in showbiz from when you were a kid, right? You were eight years old when you started.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of. My mom. Yeah, you know, my mom took us to for dramatic lessons and stuff like that. And she used to. She was a kindergarten teacher, and then she she got involved in this. And I, I did a lot of commercials between the ages of say eight and eleven, right and twelve. A lot of commercials.
1: All right, so these were on live TV? What, what, what Yo, was the circumstance? Oh, all, TV
2: was it was all live in those days. I mean, I, when, I, when I filled in, Angelo, for you that one Wednesday, I told a story. If you want, I could repeat it because you didn't hear it, and maybe some other people didn't. There was a show yeah. called Ranger Joe on a, on a, a Sunday morning, right. and it was live. And they, they did a thing where they had Ranger Joe cereal, and it was in a bag like a potato chip bag, the cellophane bag. And they said, Johnny comes home from school. And I walk into the room, and Johnny wants a snack. What does he do? And I pull over a chair, and I get up on the chair, and I reach into the cabinet, and the announcer says, he reaches in for some of that great Ranger Joe cereal. And I reach in, and nobody had opened the bag. So I start pulling, and pulling like you do a potato chip bag, and I couldn't get it open. So I put it in my keys and I ripped it, and all the Ranger Joes tumbled out all over the floor, and the announcers started to break up, and they went to black.
1: Oh, that is well, – no, here's the thing. And this is how your job has changed over all these years. When you first started doing Eagles game, you didn't have to do all the sponsor mentions during the game, right? Right. How much right. different is it now that you have to do that? It's It's just something that's grown with the game, with the – the fact
2: that in those days, uh, the, the, when you look at what the salaries are of the players and you look at the television money that they spend and the radio money that they spend for rights fees, you've got to get it back. So the entire, the entire world has become more and more commercialized. But I don't mind it at all. We have great sponsors on the Eagles Network, and they're people that I get to know, and I'm, and I'm honored to represent them on the air.
1: All right, but is it the, I. it? I. don't know any of these products that were mentioned in the article. Lummis peanut butter. <laughs> there was. There was peanut butter called Lummis peanut butter. Yeah. And Sylvan Seal milk. Sylvan Seal milk. That was a big product. Oh. I did Sylvan Seal six guns. Seal, seal milk. All right, hold on. Yeah. What is that? It's this. The milk of seals. No. No. That was the name of the company. <laughs> oh my god. I'll get nervous, I'll get mer- nervous. All right, Merrill. <laughs> do you? Is there any wet? All these years later, it would be over 70 years, that you could recreate one of the commercials you did when you were a kid. Well, there was one. There was a show called uh, Candy Carnival
2: on Sunday mornings. They yeah. used to take me over to Candy Carnival. And the, the ringmaster in that was a guy who was in Philadelphia for many, many years named Gene Crane. He, I think he passed away a few years ago. And his son wrote uh, 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 the, 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 the sitcom, one of the sitcoms. But anyhow... Uh, I would I would be looking into a knothole every Sunday morning. There'd be a wall with a knothole, and then I would turn to the camera on cue and say, Hey, kids, it's time for M&M's
1: Candy Carnival. Meryl, <laughs> no, I knew none of this. That's, so you, your mom wanted you to go into drama. Did you ever act? No. Have you ever been in an acting role?
2: Well, not really. It wasn't. I mean, I, I did some stuff occasionally with with stuff at school, plays every now and then. But I was more sports. I mean, I, I just wanted to get home, put on my old clothes and go play football or baseball or basketball. You know, I, I was all sports was my first love, always. But I did as a little kid. I mean, you could put me at a radio next to a radio when I was four, and I could sit there and listen to a Phillies doubleheader. That's how much wow. I loved it. I loved it. And even then, loved every, every bit of it. And, uh, but it. But it was always sports was my great love. But I did have the... Now, there's one thing that helped. I did a radio show called Let's Pretend. And the times that I did that, they would, did not want me to read because it would sound re, So I had to memorize, memorize a 26-page script
1: every No way. Week.
2: So I think at at the age of, of eight or nine, that really develops
1: and hones your memory. Let's pretend... Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Let's pretend. Al's been doing that here for 30 years. <laughs> <No>. I know. <laughs> and, he, and he gets away with it. <laughs> Meryl, you are truly a Philadelphia treasure. I love reading about you. I love hearing your voice doing these games. And the great thing for us here, whereas our people like me are quitters. Right. Merrill Reese is never Gonna retiring. Keep going, yeah. Meryl, are you ever retiring? Never, never, never. They, I, I keep saying they have to remove me with a crane. I
2: I, I, <laughs> I, I love doing this mm. So much, Angelo. I, yeah. I truly, truly do. I, I prepare as hard as I – maybe more than I ever have. And I and I feel great. I feel I, – when I arrive at that stadium, I'm a nervous wreck until I go on the air because it's so important to me. But I, I love it. There's nothing in the world I'd rather do. And you know how much I love to play golf. Mm.
0: Oh, so yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's one-on-one-A. <laughs> well, it's a wow. great interview in Philly bag about a great man, Mara.